Hunter Bailey. He talks about the Charlotte 49ers on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. We appreciate Hunter Bailey as well joining us to talk a little bit about the Charlotte 49er football program. Hunter, we appreciate it. How are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Two days I've talked to you in a row. What's going on? I know. What's up, baby? What's going on, Hunter? That is a man on the (laughs) guest line with a lot of responsibility. Not only is he covering the Charlotte 49ers, but he's also covering the Charlotte Hornets this upcoming season. We announced the job on these airwaves, so of course we're going to have Hunter Bailey on. I think we're going to start doing this weekly as long as Hunter is able to do so. Talk about the 49ers, maybe a little Hornets here and there. So again, he'll be joining us every Wednesday at 12. 45. But of course, I wanted to focus on the 49ers here, Hunter. It's not been a great start, even if there has been a tough schedule that the 49ers have faced. How would you describe the start to this season for Biff Pogey? Yeah, you're right, man. It has been it's been tough. You look at at Maryland, at Florida, and at SMU, who has just now accepted a bid to join the ACC next year. So you're looking tough road games. Uh, you drop all three of those. Uh, you say good teams win, great teams cover. Charlotte has covered in all three of those, uh, but did drop at home to Georgia State. So also one and four start, a much needed bye week this week for sure. So for me, Hunter, I know we talked about this a little bit. I feel like this upcoming game, like you, you get past a couple power five opponents, you compete against them. You get past SMU, which when you were in these studios, we discussed how how much we thought of them coming into the season. But now you're in the you're you're getting into the heart of conference play. I feel like now, if you don't start winning and competing and having a chance in every game, this is when I think I'm going to start losing confidence in what they could accomplish this year. Now I feel like there's enough of a baked in excuse. But if if they don't win in this next game and they don't compete, then I think people are going to start to fall off the bandwagon. Would you agree with that? Definitely. I mean, you see the buy-in for this still, right? Saturday's game, the 14th uh, against Navy, is a sellout, it's homecoming. And the expectations have been there, and that's that's started by Biff Poggi kind of taking a job and saying, hey, look, we, we're planning to play 15 games this year. If I don't win the AAC, I'm not the man for the job. And now you're kind of at that crossroads of, you're right, hey, we're, we're one and four. We got to compete in and win some of these games, or you risk the possible result of losing the locker room, struggling in year one, and then kind of setting up that year two with some uncertainty, you know? Hunter Bailey joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. And Hunter, my thing too with this offense, question marks at quarterback still remain. Jalen Jones, we know that he hasn't been able to get the job done, flashed a little bit at times. Trexler Ivy came in and gave the offense a little bit of a spark. But then you look at the Oklahoma transfer, Micah Bowens, that hasn't been able to really see the field like that. Also, true freshman Carson Black. Is there any chance that we will see any of these quarterbacks going forward? Or is it going to be Jones still uh, the incumbent starter and then Trexler Ivy getting his chances? I believe you could see Micah Bowen. So he he's kind of struggled to learn this offense, right? He started at Penn State, moved to Oklahoma, and is now at Charlotte. Uh, he's been serving as the scout team quarterback. I believe he'll move up to quarterback number three this week, as we can see potentially Dom Schaffner moving to maybe receiver, running back type of deal. Uh, I think it's still uh, Jalen Jones and Trexler Ivy's jobs, I guess, to lose. And and you hit, a, hit the nail on the head. Both these quarterbacks do certain things well. Neither one of them are as efficient and as consistent as Biff Poggi likes. And that's why you see – 
such a short leash. And I mean, Jones takes a sack, he gets subbed out. Ivy takes a sack, he's subbed out. The leash is so short, there's no time to build confidence. And when you look at these two players, Jalen Jones has been with five OCs over five years, just learning Mike Miller's system. And then you look at Trek for Ivy, this kid's a redshirt sophomore that's not even on a scholarship. Uh, so obviously you've got to find ways to build confidence for these guys. And I think whether it's getting the string game going early, whether it's getting quick, easy reads for them to make decisions, you've got to, you've got to find ways to help, help them feel comfortable on the field and not know, you know, Hey, if I make this mistake, I'm yanked and I, and I might not see the field again. And so when you look at this roster, 12, four star transfers, 49 transfers that had three or more stars, is it a case where it's starting to become a sobering thought that these guys had to transfer from their institutions for a reason? Or do you feel like that this is a team just on the cusp of winning football games if they can just tweak a few things here and there? Oh, I think they're on the cusp. And, and you look at a lot of the games, right? You look at Maryland, you jump out to that 14-0 lead, and Yabi Oki transfer from Michigan said that. I mean, they kind of took a, kind of took a breath. Like, we're up on these guys. You see Maryland come back, rattle off 38 unanswered. Then Charlotte goes to Florida, hangs with Florida. They're right there in the game. They really lost it in the middle eight of that game. Uh, and then you travel to SMU where it was really never a game. Last Saturday's game was kind of the first time you saw Charlotte look like a troublesome team in all three phases of the game. And I think, like I say, this bye week gives you that extra week of preparation for Navy. You know the triple option's coming. You know you've got to get a win at home. And I like I say, I think they're close, and that's not really just coach talk. That's We've seen them make strides, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They've just got to find a way to score touchdowns, man. And when you're playing four games against FCS or FBS teams and you haven't scored three touchdowns, it's a hard win, especially in today's college football. Well, and Hunter, I feel like if their identity is going to be a strong defense and trying to run the football with some play action sprinkled here and there, Man, I feel like that offensive line has to perform better than what they have. Uh, what would your assessment be of the offensive line and how it can play moving forward in this system? Definitely. And texting with some former players, they've, they've said, it, like, we're not Michigan. We don't have this rich recruiting tradition of getting big four- and five-star offensive linemen like schools like Iowa and other programs in the Big Ten have done, Wisconsin, et cetera. And so when you look at a team like Charlotte, they return two starters from last year, one of which was Johnny King, the center, then you add four new pieces around them, including a Division II transfer, a UCLA transfer who never played with the Bruins. You're you're not talking about huge guys, huge names coming in on the O-line. And that's, I mean, you look at quarterback as an issue and you look at offensive line. If they can recruit there, I mean, you heard Deion Sanders say it with Colorado, we need about eight or nine dogs. And when he's talking about eight or nine dogs, he's talking about the big guys up front. And that's exactly what this program needs, and they can't play their style of football without that. And that's the biggest issue right now. Hunter, do you feel like that with them playing Maryland and Florida early, was it that much more disheartening when they did lose to SNU? Because do you feel like that some of the tough games at the beginning of this schedule will help them to be able to get some wins later down the line, seeing the competition that they've seen? Definitely, man. This is a this is a front loaded schedule. You look at it, you just mentioned SMU, Florida, Maryland. Now you get three one-win teams in a row. You get Navy, you get East Carolina, and then you get Florida Atlantic. And don't get me wrong, these aren't slouch schools. And then in the back end of the schedule, you've got Rice, USF, schools that have traditionally struggled. 
there are some wins there. You could really go on a run there. And like to play the optimism card, Charlotte was two and five in 2019. They won five straight to go to a bowl game. So there is hope for that, especially with a front loaded schedule. And that's, that's kind of Mike Hill's deal with scheduling. He wants to play two power five teams a year. Cause when they get those wins, circle Duke 2021, it does so much for the program, but they are going to take their lump from the non-conference as they continue to grow. All right, Hunter, last thing for me, just how impact, uh, how impactful are the injuries that Charlotte has suffered on the defensive side? They've lost a couple guys, especially on the interior. When you look at like Jalar Holly, a Miami transfer, Julius Walshoff has been in and out, a Michigan transfer. They do have, and I will say this, Walker, and as long as you've watched Charlotte football, I think you might can attest to this. This is the deepest team they've had. They have literally quality depth at every position, whether corner through defensive end. They have so many options. And you see defensive coordinator Ryan Osborne playing so many people. I mean, there's 22, 23 guys that are playing on defense a game, and that's what you need. Uh, so the injuries are definitely happening. They're Stack it up a little bit, but as I said, you got this week to get healthy and then take these last seven games in stride. Yeah, defensively for sure. It's as deep as they've been in a long time. Maybe not offensively, but defensively, you're totally right about that. That is the voice of Hunter Bailey on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Follow this man on Twitter, at Hunter underscore Bailey, also hosting a podcast that you can find on his timeline as well. The latest episode of the Highway 49 podcast, you can find anywhere you get your pods. Hunter, thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Talk to you guys next week. All right, Hunter.